Okay, well, it's my privilege to sort of finish this group. I, I want to, again, while we're honoring people, this isn't sort of, you know, it's a good thing to honor people, you know. It's a biblical principle. And I want to honor Richard, who has disappeared somewhere, can't stand my preaching. But the guy who was up here, I want to uh, tell him I honored him, will you, Tara, as far as his lovely wife. Uh, I want to honor Richard and, 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 you know, Mark as well, another colleague. They really, for the last eight months, if not more, they have worked so hard with this. And, and I, I just have to say that if the leaders meeting that we had on Tuesday is anything to go by, we've turned an enormous uh, you know, corner. And there is now a real understanding and a real sense of excitement amongst the leaders. Uh, we've got five new connect groups started since August. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's wonderful to see that because this church was built on small connect groups. We know the value of it, but somewhere along the line, we got a little bit slack. And, and that, but now, you know, it's, we're back on track again. So I want to honor Richard and Mark, so give them a little round of applause too. Thank you. Okay, so connect Groups, what have we said? Let's do a quick recap in case you missed a week. Of course, you can catch, it, catch up on, on the video and the podcast, but, but we've said that connect groups are a safe place to meet with God and to meet with one another. They are a place where we do connect with God and we connect with one another. You know, it's really part of our fulfilling the Great Commission. Uh, I'll just flip to that. If you've got a Bible with you, I didn't get the, uh, the thing for the screen, so listen if you haven't. But if you've got a Bible, just turn with me to the end of, of Matthew's Gospel and we'll just read that Great Commission because parts of the Great Commission are frequently quoted and oft remembered, but actually other parts of it are seem to be conveniently for, forgotten. But, but this is Jesus' final instructions according to uh, Matthew. And this is what he says to his disciples. I'll pick up the, the, the text from uh, verse 16. It says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshipped, uh, but some doubted. And then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Very often that's as far as we get with it, and that's not a bad thing to carry with one, but it actually goes on. Jesus says, and teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. Teach them, the disciples, to obey everything that I've commanded you to do, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And it's that teaching one another and, and getting serious about the teachings of Jesus and trying to work those out in our life and our community and our outreach and our mission and our ministry. It's, it's, it's that which is, is so valuable and has been lost from season to season in the church and in which connect groups in particular are very, very helpful. Obviously, things like equip and our training school, and all that helps. But, but it's, it's the warp and weft of brothers and sisters in Christ doing life together, doing God together, doing ministry together, doing work together, doing school runs together, if you like, chatting at the, the school gates and talking about and, and, and encouraging one another and sharing the word of God with one another that actually builds us up. Those kind of conversations, those kind of midweek studies are probably far more important than anything that I will ever say up here. That's a sobering thought to me as a preacher. But, uh, but actually, it's about life. It's about doing life together. And so connect groups have such an important part to play in that. You know, we've majored over the last three or four weeks about you know, pressing into God. You know, it, it's an extraordinary, wonderful thing 
Uh, and it's hard to imagine and to realize that it was actually a mystery for, for, for men and women of faith for generations. They did not know that it was God's plan to put his spirit within us. A spirit that if we're, if we're willing to yield, thank you Tim, thank you Holy Spirit, if we're willing to yield and surrender, that will lead us into all truth. It's the spirit that, as I taught on the second week, brings us together. This togetherness is of crucial importance. There is no scope within the scriptures for the lone ranger Christian, the person who flits from church to church, who has a a sincere and rock-hard faith but has no interaction. And, and, And all too often in the West... When relationships get sticky or we go through awkward patches, we, we kind of diss them. We, we avoid the person. You know, we, we don't go to the you know, mums and tots again because we had a bit of a fallout with that woman. It's put a taste in our mouth. Yeah, you know, all that kind of stuff happens amongst the guys as well. You know, really, it, it's, not, you know, it's not a gender thing here. We, we don't do conflict well. But we do not have an option within the church of Jesus Christ to avoid conf- to, to just avoid it. When there, are, when there are difficulties, and there will be difficulties, what we are called to do is to learn to love one another. And it's not always easy. So the second week we talked about together. Last uh, week, two weeks ago, we had Pastor Samuel here last week. But two weeks ago, um, you know, Rich did a great job of majoring on you know, discovering gifts, encouraging one another in, the, in the, the giftedness, the God-given spiritual gift, not just the natural talents and abilities, and we should encourage one another with those, but, but those special things that God has given us to, be, to, to, to bring to the party, to bring to the body. And, and an, a, a, an essential part of connect groups is the equipping, Ephesians 4, 11 and 12, the equipping of the saints. It says that the ministers of the church, whatever they are, are called to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. I'll never forget the first sermon I heard our founding pastor, John Wimber, years and years ago ever speak was called, The Lord Wants His Church Back. The Lord wants his church back. Now, bear in mind, this was delivered in a meeting full of leaders. And it was a meeting very specifically. It wasn't a, it wasn't a, he wasn't cajoling and he wasn't disciplining and he wasn't telling us off. It was definitely the Lord. But he was speaking to leaders because certainly the model in which I was trained at St. John's College, Nottingham and the rest, you know, was a model where basically it was down to the minister to do everything, including stoke the boiler if necessary, you know, on Saturday night. That has to be put to one side. We're way past that now. And every minister of the gospel will tell you that actually it's God's heart to mobilize the church. And we've all got a part to play. And, and Rich sort of, you know, if you missed a talk, listen to it, full of content, great stuff. So, so that was last week. This week, I, I've, I've been told that I've got to talk about becoming dangerous. That sounds ominous, doesn't it? This is Rich's title. I'm, it was your idea. This is a terrible idea. <laughs> Becoming dangerous. Well, uh, now I've said it, I can move on from it. Yeah. <laughs> Becoming dangerous. So, so what I want to do is, it sounds a little bit like a tangent, but I want to come back into the scriptures, that passage I read at the end of the worship time. And, and I've got a little bit of a thread of a thought here that I hope the Holy Spirit's given me. trust that he has. And so let's just turn then to uh, Mark, sorry, Matthew Thank you, Father. Mark chapter 12, verse 28, and uh, we'll read this story again of this interaction between one of the teachers of the law and Jesus. Mark 12, 
Okay, Mark chapter 12, verse 28. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating, noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer. He asked them, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no command greater than these. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one and there is no one other but him. To love him with all your heart, with all your understanding and with all your strength and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. And When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, <laughs> You're not far from the kingdom of God, my friend. And from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions simply because he was just awesome at debating, what have you. Now the story then is, I mean, I mean that is our commission, if you like. If we ever needed permission, but that is our commission for connect groups, that we are called to prioritize loving God, learning how to love God, you know, I, I, I still do this, I have to say. You know, I've been a Christian for over 30 years now, but, but when I first became a Christian, I had all sorts of wrong ideas about God, you know, based on disappointments and dysfunction and all sorts of things. And I needed other Christians to correct me when I was wrong. I mean, for, for about, for, for, uh, you know, for many years of my teen years, I thought God was a wrathful God and that I was, I was on the road to hell. I was convinced of that. And that did not help me in my relationship with him. In fact, it drove a huge wedge, but that was a lie. Surely, you know, God is a God of judgment, but fortunately, because of Jesus Christ, we don't have to face that. But I was light on that, you see. And it took the ministry of others in time, in God's good time, it took the ministry of others to break that lie in me. You know, I, I, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but I dare say that a number of, here, of us here are carrying lies about the Father. Lies, seeds, little seeds that have been sown by the enemy. You know, that parable of the wheat and the tares. You know, the enemy comes and, and sows weeds in amongst the harvest and all the rest of it. I'm actually juggling up parables there, but never mind. But uh, you know what I mean. And, and the enemy sows seed thoughts which are based on our insecurities. Well, God can't love me. I know how he can love my sister-in-law or my mother or or Dennis, or whoever, but God can't love me. But it's nice to be around people whom God loves. You know, th this kind of stuff is, is so common, it's almost embarrassing. And the tragedy is that people carry this to the end of their days. You know, I, I have, I've had dear little old ladies weeping, gripping my hands so hard it hurt, when, a, pri uh, when a, a, a deep, deep, simple truth that God is their father and loves them and calls them daughter with, a, with, with, with great tenderness. As that impacts them, it breaks them. It breaks them. And to see that happening in a, in a woman full of wisdom, of, full of years, as the scripture says, who could teach me a thing or two, suddenly gets that simple truth that God, God is for them and not against them and has gone to the most extraordinary lengths to rescue them. As, as one writer says, God knows the way to our heart. He really does. He's not lost. He's not confused. He didn't, his sat-nav didn't take him off to uh, Hemel Hempstead, God forbid. You know. <laughs> Sorry for those of you who live in Hemel Hempstead. 
fate worse than death, you know. No, we have a church in Hemel Hempstead. Heck, oh, you know I love Hemel I love you, Hemel Hempstead. Okay, right. Phew. Oh, boy, I'm not going to open my email box for a while, you know. I'll just delete a few days. Um, yeah, you know, the, the, this, the, these foundational things... You know, I remember as a young minister when, uh, you know, a wiser, older minister started preaching about these things. I thought, this is really elementary, such elementary stuff, you know. And I was full of all my learning and my, you know, bits of Greek and this and the other. And I thought, this is just such elementary stuff, you know, the Father, heart of God, blah, 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 blah. But you know what? I've repented and repented and repented because we cannot stress enough the Father's love for us no, it's so profoundly powerful, it is life-changing. And that's why the enemy would rip that seed thought from us, perhaps more than any other. So anyway, love the Father with all our heart. We learn this in connect groups. We learn how to do this. We learn about the Father. We have brothers and sisters. We love one another. We learn to love. We get over ourselves. You know, we, 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 you know, we, we share our, our, our stuff with, with people and, and as, as relationship is built. And, and we find sometimes that we were wrong. Sometimes we were right. We just need forgiveness. And, and what God does is he recalibrates us. You know what I mean? He recalibrates us. And in recalibrating us, we become more like Jesus. So in this passage here, this is you know, the commission, if you like, for our connect groups. You, know, we, you cannot love somebody or you cannot be full of God's love if you are not applying it or working it out. If it is just a theory, you know, you assent to the philosophy of God's love. Many people do. You know, my, my, I've told you many times, forgive me, my father-in-law, God bless him, who died full of faith and in, lo in love with the Lord Jesus for many years was not a Christian. And yet he assented to a Christian philosophy of ethics. And even though he had no truck with ministers or the church or, or religion in any way, shape or form, would not have even said he'd talk to God. He understood that the Christian uh, ethical um, values that were inculcated into the, 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 the shakers and the early Protestants in business, he thought that was a good thing and he brought that into his business practice. So we're not talking about mental assent. And so it's not just about loving God with your mind. with your heart, your strength, your will. And that brings us on really to the point of me going down this apparent little rabbit trail is that we are called to love God, we're called to love one another, and when we're talking about love in a Christian context, it is always love in action. Say that with me. Love in action. It is not Hollywood Tom Hanks and some starlet. It's not the romantic stuff. Love in action. It is a verb. It is a do word. Love in action. And as you think about the scriptures, those of you who have got a little bit of Bible under your belt now, you will know this to be true. You know, James, the book of James. My, my friend and colleague, Aunt Rist at Forest Town, has taught through the book of James for two years, bless him. Two years he's taken his people through that. And it's basically this, if you say you have faith, but that faith does not impact your life out there, here, wherever, then he questions the fact that you have faith. That's not ant, that's the scripture. Faith without works is nothing. Love is a verb, love in action. 
And so those things that we learn and we hear about and we, get, we sing about and we get ministered into our lives in, in our connect groups and indeed in our Sunday morning, these things should change our lives. They should impact our lives and they should flow out of this place. And I've got five little things. Some of them I feel I'm repeating myself, but I just felt it was the right thing to do. Five little things beginning with the word becoming, which was, again, another tag word, another key word in this whole series that we've done. Uh, and I want to talk about when we're serious about learning how to love, when we're putting, serious about putting love in action, these five things should begin to kick off in our lives. So the first one is this, becoming one with God. Becoming one with God. It, it, you know, he's far more desirous, he's far more willing, he's far more um, uh, predisposed to be with us than he is against us. He's totally wired, God's genetic code, if one can speak of such outrageous things, is to be for us and to love us. We're his precious creatures and, and he, he calls us son and daughter, it's a totally sovereign thing. But we, we become one with God. We become melded with him. How does that happen? That how, how comes initially. The initial step is to surrender your life to Christ, to ask Jesus, and this may be complete gobbledygook to you, but believe me, it works. Ask Jesus to forgive your sin. I remember when I did that, the very, very first time, I got knelt down beside my bed. I, I asked Jesus, because a minister like me said something like that at a schoolroom, and I went, knelt down my bed, and I asked Jesus to forgive me, and I said, okay, if you're really there, God, please forgive my sin, and, and if you're really there, God, um, yeah, fill me with your spirit, uh, and oh, by the way, please reserve a place for me in heaven. So a prayer like that, it wasn't particularly religious. And I remember being disappointed, so disappointed, I actually made a point to see that history teacher, and I said to him two or three days, I've said that prayer, nothing's happened. And he said, well, what were you expecting to have happen? That's all I don't know, but I thought there'd be more than nothing, you know. And I, I came out of that, he, he hadn't really got much to say to me, and I was a bit disappointed to be frank. Oh, well, that's that. But do you know, a week later, I found myself reading my Bible. Not because somebody told me to. I hadn't been given an ABC or a booklet where I had to read the Bible. I just found myself, I was curious. I thought, what does it say? And as I read the Bible, it seemed to speak to me. As I've often said up here, the Bible, the, the word reads us as much as we read it. And there began what, uh, you know, the, that was the beginning of what you see now, and I'm not finished yet, you know. But what began there, this, this powerful thing, which I really didn't realize what I was doing when I pulled the pin, if you like. I had no idea that it was going to take eight seconds before the grenade exploded, you know. But when I pulled the pin, I thought, there's nothing happening. But blow me down if God didn't just reveal himself to me in the most extraordinary way and change my life. So becoming one with God, that's his plan, to come and be with us. Read Jesus' prayers from John 15 onward and his, his prayers for us and prayers that we would be one. He says, Father, may they be one as you and I are one. He talks about coming and living with us, making our home, his home with us. It's an extraordinarily powerful thing. If you haven't read it recently, go home and read it this afternoon. Secondly, 
becoming one with each other. I'm not going to major this, but because we have majored on this, we've done this well in the last four weeks, we become one with one another. And it's not an option. It's not, oh, I feel okay about it, so I'll go to connect group. This is as much a spiritual discipline as it is. Uh, It's part of your worship to God. Father, I love you, and I don't have a problem with you. It's just the church I hate. And he says, tough, get, get yourself along there, you know. And, and it's not just sit at the back, you know, it, it's get engaged. Get engaged with it, connect, build relationship. If you're a leader in the church now, I'll say this again, I said it a few times, if, you're, if, you're, if you used to lead a, a kinship, a cell group, a small group, whatever we call them, and you're not doing that now, listen up, guys, God is calling you into the ranks again. You've had your sabbatical, come back into the ranks. Speak to Richard, speak to Mark. We need your help now. We, we are, we are the, the growth we are experiencing is challenging, and it's all hands to the deck. So if, you ever wait, if you're waiting for the time, now is the time, okay? No more. That's it. Okay. <laughs> okay. We become more like Jesus. Third thing, become more like Jesus. We're not going to become like God, uh, God the Father. We're becoming like, more like God the Son. He works within us. You know, Jesus said of his ministry, one of the great PowerPoint mysteries of Jesus' ministry was that he said, I only do that which I see the Father doing. Now that, for me, the first time I heard that was an absolute, that that was an amazing revelation. So Jesus, you only did that which you saw the Father doing. So yeah, that's, so, so you kind of sidled in behind something that God was already doing. How do you do that? How do you do that? That's a good question. If Jesus was doing that and he was saying to us, do that which the Father is doing, well then we need to find out what God is about and what he's up to and what's he doing. Honestly, I pray, uh, I pray, Father, show me what you're doing. Show me, open my eyes, let me get a hint, let me get a, let me get a scent of what you're doing because I want to do that. You know, you know, many preachers told stories about God saying, I've, I've seen your ministry, now look at mine. You know, and you know, God's seen Chris Lane's ministry and, well, whatever. But, you know, he wants to do his ministry and I want him to as well. And that was the great secret of Jesus' power ministry. It was, yes, he was the son of God. Yes, he was filled with his Holy Spirit, etc., etc. But the truth of the matter was that even Jesus submitted that, even though he is God, he submitted to that process. And he said, Father, what are you doing now? And he came in behind it. And that's, and, and that's where we learn in connect groups, we learn how to do that. You know, you'll hear somebody prophesy. You know, two or three people gave out these words of prophecy. Maybe you've ever wondered, well, how do they do that? How do they get that? I mean, do they have a kind of a religious experience? Do they see an angel? What do they, how do you do that? You know, connect groups is a brilliant place to say to somebody who gave a prophetic word at some point during the prayer time or the ministry time or the worship time, you know, as you're having a coffee and a rich tea biscuit at the end or whatever it is you have, it's like, how did you do that? You know, I've often wondered, I'd love to do that, that'd be awesome. How do, how do, how do, and they will tell you, they'll tell you how they, how they work in that. And you'll think, oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll watch out for that. And then one day, suddenly, you, you go all over hot or cold because it's a, there's this empty space in a service or in a, a ministry time or you're talking to a friend and suddenly you get this real sense that God wants you to say something. And it's an awesome thing when we begin to move into the things that God the Father is doing. It's an awesome thing. Talk about adding value. It's an awesome thing. 
the fourth thing, becoming the servant of all, we have to. We, there's no way we can get around this, folks. And this is a difficult message, message for first world people. We, are, we like to lord it over people. We do not like to serve. It doesn't come naturally to us. We like to be served, but there's so much cultural baggage about being a servant. And yet Jesus said, a servant is not above his master. And I am your master, and you see me serve, so guess what? You're going to have to serve. And we make ourselves the servant of all. Sometimes that's a joy. Sometimes it's just plain hard work. Sometimes it's difficult, particularly if you're dealing people with people who, who seem to be unappreciative, you know, who seem to, you know, seem to forget you know, that you are a volunteer. You're not, do, you're not paid to do this, you know. So don't treat me like so-and-so, you know. But we are called to serve one another and be the servant of the world, just as Jesus served and serves the world. So that's the fourth element of, of learning. But the last thing is this, and Rich said, becoming dangerous. I want to say this. Becoming strong and very courageous. You know, some of you will know where that comes from. God said to Joshua when he took over from Moses, I am with you, but be this, strong and courageous. He said it time and again, and I've taught on this, and those of you who've heard that teaching will know that the reason why God had to say three times and more and some, be strong and very courageous, was why? Because Joshua had a propensity to be nervous and timid. Get it? He just wanted to hang out with God in the tent of God's presence. He wanted to be an altar boy for the rest of his life. But God said, <laughs> I can't whistle because of my brace. You know, I've lost the ability to whistle. <laughs> or if I did, it might shoot across there and that really would cause a stir. <laughs> Glinting in the spotlight as it flies across there. We won't go down that way. But he said, listen up. You think yourself as an altar boy. You just want to hang out in the tent of God's presence. Well, God bless you. I love that. I love your love for my presence. But listen, my heart, my love is a love of action. My heart is for a breaking and busted world. So where I go, you go. So you've, you know, I want you to be strong and courageous, Joshua, because I need you to lead these people. You've put my, me at the very center of your life. Now love in action works out like this. And so all that we learn in this place... Sunday by Sunday, and thank God for being able to come together like this. And all that we learn in our connect groups, and all that you learn in your kind of conversations with one another, and all that you learn as you study the scriptures yourself, and as you read you know, Christian literature or whatever, wherever you get that from, there, that is for a purpose. Love the Lord your God with all your mind, yes, but with all your strength, with all your heart, with all your will. And so connect groups are, as I said, two or three weeks ago, they're like the anchor point of a springboard. And you, we are called to go out along that springboard, teetering on the edge, wondering whether we're going to belly flop or we're going to get a 10 by 10 by 10 by 10, you know, beautiful thing. Sometimes you'll do a belly flop. I've done plenty of them. My tummy, although um, like rods of steel, Fliss, why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> Is red raw through the belly flops I've done over my life. 
spiritual ministry belly flops. I have plenty of what I call gah moments in my life. But there are also those times when, you know what, by the grace of God, with his help, and with the encouragement of, of my friends and my family and my church, I did okay. And actually, I got a 10 by 10 by 10 by 10. The thing is, it's not about whether you, 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 you it's not about whether or not you fail or you win. It's about whether or not you took the risk. That's the parable of the talents. There is no merit in the kingdom of God for learning everything but not doing anything with it because you were worried you might muck it up. That actually gets a disqualified. So what we learn within our connect groups where we bring it home, to use a colloquialism, is that actually all this, all this is about love in action. It's about taking it to others, taking it to the church community, taking it to the world community, taking it to the, the, you know, our, our colleagues at work, to being Christians effectively there, taking risks there. And as we do that, and as we work with that, so we find ourselves actually in the company of Jesus. Are you here? Oh, thank you. Wow. Why? Because he said, go. And as you go, teach, make disciples. And by the way, I am with you always as you go.